0: Right, you guys well? Yes, yes, good, 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 good. So I'm just going to go straight into it. So today I will be talking about why it's a time to be alive. Now, uh, if were any of you here on Monday when Brenda was speaking? Yeah, cool. Uh, he spoke do you, so do you guys know who Drake and Future is? Yeah, hands up, hands up. Also, oh, like, yeah, good number of you, um, and and are any of you aware of their mixtape? Also, the name of this seminar stream. Also, the name of this seminar. What a time to be alive. A few of you, cool. So there's a song on this mixtape called Big Rings, and the chorus basically goes, <laughs> "Okay, I'm not a good singer, and I'm not good with an American Canadian accent because because I got a really big team." And I, do you know Isaac? Can you please play the song, please? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's the song Big Rings. Um, and I've just got the lyrics here on this screen. And both Future and Drake uh, begin their verses. Man, what a time it is to be alive. Now, according to Drake, he thinks it's a good time to be alive because he doesn't chase girls girls chase him they chase him for a mile he thinks he's the it he thinks he's the nice guy the pretty guy and according to future it's a time to be alive because he's getting high on lean which is basically a drug um and and yeah they, the the verse the song sorry continues to talk about fame and riches and these are like amazing things that makes it what a time to be alive now, I t- you know, I agree with them. I think what a time to be alive. I think it's, and I feel so privileged to be part of this generation. A couple of weeks ago, I went to um, a protest. And I was just literally taken aback by just seeing all these young people, uh, young and old, uh, not even just young people, young and old, black, white, Asian. It was everybody. And we were just all walking alongside. And I was thinking, yes, this is good. Part of a generation that are not afraid to stand up for the for injustices in the world and that they're, they're confident in who they are. And, um, and yeah, you know, also we live in the era of Usain Bolt, we live in the era of Beyonce, we live in the, uh, the era of Lionel Messi, again, Beyonce, um, we live in an era of good education, and again, Beyonce. Um, and obviously, yeah, ultimately, these things are great, and definitely there are, they are to be enjoyed, um, but ultimately, this is not why I'm saying this is a time to be alive. So I'm just going to pray quickly and then I'll get into it. Yeah, Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are um, this new generation. I thank you, Father, that, God, you, are, you have been so good to us. And I thank you, Lord, that despite everything that's going on, God, that you have still remained faithful. I thank you, Lord, that um, to be a Christian in today's generation is such a privilege. Thank you that we can come and know you. I thank you that you are the living God. I thank you, Father, that you meet us where we're at. And, um, Lord, I just pray as I just uh, bring this message, Lord, that won't you just use my words to, to really uh, show and, and uh, declare your love uh, this morning. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Wicked. So, as you came in, you would have heard the wonderful Laura's testimony. And, uh, and she talks about how she's experienced the love of God. And this seminar, I was following on from Tom's. Were you guys in here for Tom's seminar yesterday? Yeah, cool. Um, and he was speaking from Ephesians 3, um, verse 17 to 19. But today, I'm going to focus on Ephesians 3, verse 18. So, I'm just going to read it to you. So, from verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high the deep of love at the deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So yeah, that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at what it means to, to comprehend, to grasp, to imagine, to, to understand, to perceive how wide and long and deep the love of God is. So Laura's video mentions that how she attended a youth group at the age of 12, and that she heard of some faithful women whose husbands had died um, spreading the good news of Jesus. Um, also means gospel, and gospel, the word gospel means good news. And I don't know about you, but if I heard that um, some women whose husbands, their love of their lives had died spreading the word about this guy called Jesus, I'd be like, "Mm, I'm I'm not sure about this. Um, But Laura talks about them and she describes them as faithful. And she says... The women themselves, having lost their husbands, having lost the love of their lives, continue to spread the good news of Jesus. And Laura says in her video, well, if people are dying for this Jesus fella, then possibly, then, you know, this guy is worth getting to know. Now, yeah, I I, I don't know about you, but when I hear things like that, I just think this is ridiculous. Why would you go and go out into the world and spread this news of this one guy called Jesus and then you lose your life at the end of it? Um... And the reason why people do that is because the love of Christ reigns so deeply in them that they are willing to sacrifice their lives because they know that actually this life is so fleeting and that there is, there is more to this life, that there is an eternal heaven. Laura goes on to talk about how God has revealed more of her love through the verses of John 15, verse 13, and it says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Now, God has called Laura and he's called others, he's called me, he's called you to go and love people. And Laura talks about how she works with young women, vulnerable young women who have uh, been involved in violence and in gangs and in abusive relationships. And um, I don't know about you, but when I hear things like that, sometimes it gets to me. And uh, and she says that through her job, that she's been able to go and spread the love of Christ because the love of Christ lives within her. I think that's amazing that, you know, she can deal with uh, these things. And obviously, these issues are deep. You know, these issues are not light at all. But she can go because she knows that the love of Christ reigns within her. And I think that's amazing. Um, and... Despite, like, as these, uh, Laura describes these women, these faithful women, and obviously Laura working with these, these young girls. It's not, it's not easy to love people who uh, don't look like you or don't necessarily uh, believe in the things that you do or agree with the, or, you know, agree with the things that you do. But despite that, they still, they still go and serve other people. And I think, again, that's just testament to the love of God. Um, so, yeah, I just want to read to you again just that Ephesians um, passage verse 18 may you have the power together with all the lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high the deep and deep the love of christ is um now i'm not even gonna lie i don't even think i'm even gonna begin to scratch the surface in describing what the love of god is um because it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's radical it's 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 i I can't even i'm quite speechless um i don't know if any of you know who kirk franklin is Is anyone who know kirk franklin is Oh yeah, cool, right. good number of you. Does any of you know his song, Stomp? Yeah. Yes, okay. So when I think about the love of God, this, I always think of the Kurt Franklin stuff, and it goes. the lyrics of the song goes, I can't explain it, I can't obtain it, Jesus, your love is so, it's so amazing, it takes me high up to the sky, when I think about you, goodness, it makes me want up. Stomp, and literally, when I think of the love of God, that's how it makes me. Want to stomp and just kind of do that move, you know, just step in like this. It's like, yes, God's glove is so good, and um, you know just making reference again back to laura's video she talks about how she grew up in a really loving home and how her household was uh she had a great childhood her mum and dad were so good to her um and how she experienced such love and you know i'm aware that actually that's not everybody's reality that not everybody has experienced the love of a mother or a love of a father or even a love of anybody and um and you know it's yeah it's not fair you know i believe that when we're brought into this world, if we're brought, like, with a mother and a father, a mother and father are meant to nurture you and love you and guide you and care for you. Maybe, you know, like nag you a bit, but, you know, it's because they care. But, you know, that's what I think the role of a mother and a father are. And I get it. Sometimes people are rubbish. I don't know. Circumstances are rubbish. Life can be rubbish sometimes. Um... And this is why, like today, I just want to point you to Jesus. Because if that's you, that, you know, you haven't experienced the love of a mother or a father or a friend or just anybody, um, I'm going to point you to, to Jesus today. That's what I'm going to do. Um, now, when it comes to the love of Christ, um, I, I, this is a testimony for me, and I'm sure it's a testimony for many of you who call yourselves Christians today, is that the one consistent thing in my life, um, and obviously life changes, um, The only consistent thing in my life is God. Now, um, people change. So I've got, you know, you've gone through nursery to primary to secondary to sixth form to to possibly university or going on to work. And, you know, these seasons of my life, I've seen people come in and out of my life. I've seen friends come. I've seen friends go. Um, Obviously, you're all aware that we have exited Europe and politics have changed. People's thought processes have changed about the world. Um, education has changed. And um, as, the fa- as, the ta- as the famous saying goes, time waits for no man. And in other words, things constantly are changing around you and you just have, you can't do anything about that, you know, um, hence the saying. But in the midst of all the change of friends and politics and just life, um, the only thing that hasn't changed is the nature of God. Honestly, um, the, if you know about the Bible, the Bible was written thousands and thousands of years ago. People have come to try and destroy it. People have tried to get rid of it. It still stands here today. And I think that's testimony, that that is truth, that the word of God is truth. Um, and I don't even know even where to, again, to begin with, with regards to the nature of God. Because God is actually, uh, he's indescribable. Um, and... I don't know. So the best place to find out like, who God is and what the nature of God is is obviously the Bible. Um, so I'm going to read to you 1 John verse 4, uh, verse 9. And it says this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we may live through him. This love, not that we have loved God, but that he had loved us, that he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for his sins. Now, I just want to focus on the word only. Um, only means one. It means single. It means solely. It means unique. It means there is no other. And um, I don't know if any of you grew up in like Sunday school or if you went to a faith school, but one of the first scriptures you would have learned is John three sixteen, And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever should believe in him shall not perish. And it goes on. But what I wanted to say there was that, for God, so sa- for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And I think it's kind of crazy that God was sent his one and only son. Now, you're all aware of um, Lord of the Rings, yes? So you all know of the guy, the character Gollum? Yeah? Yeah, yeah? Um, There he is. I tried to get as creepy as picture as possible. And and Gollum is is renowned for that, that phrase where he goes, My precious... And I can't even explain to you how Jesus is in the eyes of God. And just how Gollum is so obsessed with that ring in the Lord of the Rings, chasing after, keeping it, you know, trying to stop Frodo from throwing it in the fire. Well, he ends up in the fire after the chasing after that ring, but okay. Um, but yeah, that, that thing of precious. Um, and, and Jesus to God is his most precious. And again, going back to that thing of only, his one and only son, his precious son, his wonderful son, that God sent him down to this earth as a baby. He grew up, um, he became like a carpenter and then at 33, he started his ministry. Um, God sent his one and only son to show his greatest expression, um, his greatest declaration of love. um, And it says in the Bible that when Jesus was dying on the cross, that the father turned his face away. And what that means is that he, literally what it means is that he turned his face away and all sin and shame and guilt and fear and tears and all that stuff that we experience was put on Jesus so that we could know freedom, forgiveness, friendship, hope, consistency. And when I say consistency, I, I refer back to what I was saying about God is the only consistent thing in my life. He has been the only consistent thing in my life. And um I want you guys, if you don 't know Jesus, to know that consistency, like just God constantly being there when you 've fallen away or when you you 're hurt or when you're're you're happy and you 're exuberant. I want you to know that there 's the con- the consistency of of um, of God um, yeah and the word, again, I go back to the Bible. The Bible is where you will see the depth and the love of God as well as you know, spending time in prayer and in fellowship with your friends. Because um, God is good. You know, He wants to pour out his love. He wants everybody to know this good riches in love. And I, you know, I just know that there is only satisfaction in God's love. There is not satisfaction in worldly things as Drake and Future love to talk about girls, money, riches and fame. Because we know, actually, these things will not last. Um, and... Um, yeah, and so yeah. Sorry, right. So again, so yeah. Just God in His Word, He shows you the width and the depth and the love of His uh, the width and the depth of His love. And um, I just want to read to you um, John fifteen verse thirteen, and it says, "Greater love has no one than this to, da- to lay down one's life for one's friend." And this was Jesus talking to His disciples and to uh, His follow- and to the people who were following Him. Um, and Again, this is how God showed his greatest expression of love, by sending his one and only son to die for you, for me, for the people out there, for the people across the world, that he'd sent Jesus, his precious, his one and only son. I mean, how amazing is that, that God would send, you know, his one and only son? You know, he didn't have to do that, um, you know, because actually, God doesn't owe us anything. If anything, we owe God everything. Um, And yet God, in his goodness and in his mercy, um, gave us Jesus. Um, but there are other ways in which God shows his love. Um, obviously, his greatest expression was sending Jesus, but I don't know if were any of you in the meeting yesterday? Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. Uh, the evening meeting that was, sorry. Um, and obviously, there were loads of people who came on stage and uh, were talking about how they'd been healed. And one another way that God shows his good love is through miracles. Um, now, miracles uh, is a way in which... God shows his power and actually the extent of who he is and his glory and his mercy. And um, so some of those miracles were pretty epic. Uh, the guy with the crutches um, who can now like walk and bend. I mean, hallelujah. It's amazing that uh, God's love completely touched him and just healed his body. Another way in which God shows his love is through provisions. Now, again, I'm aware that not everybody calls themselves a Christian, but... God still pulls out his goodness to those who don't love him and those who don't acknowledge him. You know, some people call that luck. Some people call that coincidence. I call that the goodness of God. Um, and, you know, that, whether that be your house or your family or food, um, you may not, like, realize, but that is God showing love to you. Um, you know, whether that be for your parents or your friends, that's God showing love to you. Um, And I think we live in a society, yeah, again, I think we live in a society where people are always trying to push that luck and coincidences. And I'm like, no, mm -mm. this is God. This is God. Um, And yeah, regardless of what they think, God will always continue to provide for his creation, whether or not they acknowledge him or they don't. Um, another way in which God might have shown love to you is just a friend bringing you here to New Day. Some of you are probably like veterans, like me, been here, like, I don't know, kind of like seven years or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, or, you know, some of the, this might be your first time and actually you're just kind of hearing things and, you know, there's some things that are being stirred in your heart at the moment. Um, and, you know, this is God showing love that actually that you get to hear this wonderful message, this good news, this, the gospel of Christ. Um, and when talking about the love, obviously I've spoken about like what the, like, the love of God is, but I kind of, I want to kind of give you a more visual understanding of the depth and the width and the height of the love of God. Um, so the next slide, please. That is, does anyone know what that is? Shout it out. Yeah, space, the universe. It's meant to be the universe, yeah. Um, and one way in which... I'm going to attempt to try and describe to you the love and the width, the depth and the width and the height of God is through the universe. Now, you look up. I don't know if you've, at night, you've seen all the stars um, amongst us in the showground. And you just look in the sky, and it is so vast. Like you actually just can't count how many stars there are. You don't know where the east meets the west. You just it goes on and on and on. It is forever, and that's how that is God's love. God's love is eternal. It's forever. It goes beyond. You don't know where it starts. You don't know where it ends. It is. It is just there. It is just forever, Um, and. and I was just like, oh, when I look at this guy, I'm like, wow, that's, this is amazing. Like, this is God's love that it's, that it's that vast, that it's that deep, that it's that beautiful. Another way in which um, I describe the love of God is like an ocean. Now, obviously, yeah, there's an ocean picture. Sorry, it's not very good quality, but hey. Um, another way in which we describe the love of God is, is, is like it's like an ocean, now, I don't know if any of you have, like, gone in the middle of the sea in a boat. So you have no land to your left, no land to your right, and you're not at the seabed. You're just in the middle of the ocean. And, um, again, the ocean is vast. Again, you look at a boy on the horizon, you can't see what's there. It just goes on and on and on and on. And God's love is just like that. And, you know, if you go in the sea, you don't quite know where the seabed is. Have you ever tried to attempt to get to the bottom of the seabed? You can't reach it because it's bottomless and I describe God's love as like a bottomless love like the ocean it's it's so deep and it's so raw it just goes on and on and as you draw closer to Jesus and as you as you encounter him more and I hope you guys will encounter him um, you know this week and obviously beyond new day you will just realize that God's love is actually it will never ever 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 run out that it is it is enough and it is sufficient and um and yeah, just like the ocean. And, I was just, and my mom said to me, actually, that, yeah, the love of God is like a bottomless love. And I was like, oh, I quite like that description because it's just endless. It just keeps going, keeps flowing. And it's, and it's oh, again, I go back to stomp. It just makes me go like this because I'm like, what? why, God, would you pour out your life for me? Why would, why would you do this? Like, I haven't done anything. And I know for myself, and I'm sure for you, that my thoughts are not always righteous, my actions are not always good. Um, sometimes, you know, if somebody cuts me up on the road, I'm just about to, you know, cuss. But you know, obviously, God is good, and I'm like, oh, sorry, Lord. Um, but even amidst, like, in, in my in my wrongdoings and my wrong thoughts, God is still good and He's still faithful. And honestly, like, the fact that the world is still spinning is still a testament to how good God is and, and how um, yeah, how much love He loves and how much love He has for us. Um. Now, obviously, I said this, t- this seminar was called What a Time to Be Alive. The reason why it's a time to be alive is because it's a time that you get to know Jesus. Um, and you, get to, you can experience Jesus' love. And I've had a few conversations with some of you um, like during the week about like, encountering like, the Holy Spirit and wanting to experience God's love. And, um, and I just want to share a little testimony. A good friend of mine yesterday was in the, um, was in the meeting and he basically like he's a, he's got lots of energy he's like he's a really good guy i'm sure you all love him and he basically uh was in the during worship He was worshiping hard, and he describes it. as worshiping hard. It's quite like this when he's worshiping and stuff. Gives it all. He gives it all his energy, and um, he and he was sitting next to my friend Yasmin over there, who was on the stage this morning. Big up, Yasmin. Cheese. Um, She and yeah, and she was with him, and she was praying with him. And he just basically said he stopped worshiping hard, and as he stopped worshiping hard, like trying to force like the Holy Spirit to come, he said. That God just literally just came upon him. Now, just a little bit of background about my mate. Um, obviously, kids don't ever do drugs. But um, so he uh, has like taken like ecstasy or E. And um, obviously, he was like, you know, when you take drugs, you, you feel a high. You feel, you feel good. But obviously, it's not long lasting. It doesn't last. Like, like I say, these things of the world are fleeting. And he basically just had an encounter with God when he just said he stopped trying to worship hard, where he just met with God and God just completely overcame him, like the love of Christ completely overwhelmed him. And he said, he said the high that he got from, like that he got from ecstasy, um, God's, God's Love and God's impact and the Holy Spirit when He came upon him yesterday in the evening meeting was better than any ecstasy drug that he had. And literally, um, Janelle and I—we were walking around the concourse, we were praying and talking. If you saw this guy and how excited he was that he had encountered uh, the love of Christ, it was actually ridiculous. And he's been in church for I think like ten years or so, kind of coming on and off. And he said for the last year he hasn't really been in church, but he was just saying he thought he'd encountered God like you know on a few occasions but yesterday he encountered it and he said oh it was real he said he felt he was just like oh this this feeling in his body um better than any ecstasy drug and and like if that's you today like you haven't experienced like the love of God you haven't experienced the power of the Holy Spirit I would actually love to pray with you um and these guys here would love to pray with you because I feel this is your inheritance everyone is entitled to the love of God to be completely filled by his spirit and actually that's what he wants um, and um, and I, I get it. I think some. T- I've also had conversations with some of you talking about that there are things that you've done in your past or things that are going on at the moment that you just feel like, hmm, I, I don't know if I can take that next step, take that next step to get to know Jesus and to walk in his love and to walk in his grace and in his mercy. Um, and I just want to say to you, as I've just described to you, the universe and the ocean and that me, just that stomp song, God's love is far more deeper than your shame. And he's far more deeper than anything that you think you've, um, that you're hiding. Because you can't hide anything from God. Um, God, God is a God of, he's an all-knowing God. And every wrongdoing that you've committed, um, God's love is so much more fulfilling. There is so much joy in God's love. There's so much peace in God's love. Um, And I want to stress to you that actually your love that you have for like girl's, your love that you have for guys, the love that you have for money, friends, cars, whatever it may be, Beyonce, I don't know. Um, God's love is far deeper and wider and higher than that. And um, and yeah, like, I, I want you all to experience that. And I say like, if you want some prayer and you want to experience that, the love of God, I'd love to pray with you. And these guys would love to pray with you. Um, so I'm just going to end there. So I thought we could end if we all stood up. And then I'm just going to pray with us. And then if any of you guys have anything, come forward. Um, and if you guys want to have prayer to experience um, the Holy Spirit, to experience the wonderfulness of God, just put your hand up and people will come and approach you. Uh, because we want this for you. We want you to come a, come away from New Day uh, feeling revived and feeling refreshed and knowing that there's a God in heaven who will never fail you and who will always be with you um, to uplift you. Um, And obviously we want you to share this love that you have with your friends and with your family and people who don't know Christ. So I'm just going to pray. Yeah, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, that you are a God who is so good. I thank you, you are a God who never um, fails on his promises. I thank you, God, that you are a God who loves to outpour love. I thank you, God, you are the definition of love. I thank you, God, that there is no other love that is as high and as deep and as wide and as fervent and as zealous and as beautiful as you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I just pray, God, that if there are people here, God, that haven't um, experienced a, a love like that, a love that is satisfying, a love that is everlasting, God, I pray, won't you meet with them, Lord? I pray, Lord Jesus, that, um, that, these, that these young people, God, would come away just knowing just the goodness and the fullness of God, that they'd be rooted and established in your love, Father. Um, and yeah, Holy Spirit, I just pray, would you just come right now, God? I just pray, yeah, just enter people's hearts, Lord. I pray, Father, help them to be open to receive your spirit, to receive this goodness, this joy, Father, where we can find peace and we can find freedom, Lord. Um, yes, Heavenly Father, I pray, just come. Mm. Mm.
1: let's stay in this place I think what Rebecca has spoken about is so important the love of God and I know for some of us hearing about the love of God this everlasting this, this love which is higher and deeper and wider than any of us has ever experienced is quite foreign to us. I think for some of us, whether it's relationships or whether it's with your family, you've never experienced this type of love. So what is Rebecca kind of talking about? And I feel like right now, God wants to meet with you. He wants to express and demonstrate how much his love is that big, That wide, that deep. So I just want us to kind of stay in this place. I want us just to close our eyes again. We got plenty of time. The wonderful thing about New Day is that we don't have to, it's not like church on a Sunday if you're used to that. Where it's kinda like, okay, we've got to wrap up because teas and coffees are coming. Or you gotta go and pick up the kids or anything like that. No no no. We got time to just experience and and hear from God. So I just want us to close our eyes and I'm gonna continue just to pray. We're gonna have a bit of music. And then I'm going to just invite the Spirit to come. And that's not anything weird. That's just God wanting to meet with his people, wanting to remind you, demonstrate, show you how powerful he is. But I'm just going to ask the Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, we we love you. And we say, come now. Show us, remind us of, of the love of the Father. For those who have never experienced this everlasting love, Holy Spirit, come For those who've experienced love, which is only in a small measure where it lets you down, say, come now. For those, like Rebecca said, who may have experienced shame and a feeling that how can God love me? Does he honestly know what he's done or what she's done? I say, Holy Spirit, come remind that you are the God who never turns his back on anyone. Holy Spirit, come now come now, feel this place afresh, feel this place anew, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. We're just going to sing a song and in this time I just want us to kind of just still be in the space and if you've never experienced God's love just start talking to him to yourself just say you know what Lord if you're real demonstrate your love to me now if you'll, if you'll real remind me of who you are, show me. So we're just going to sing a song. And then I think there's a few people who have got maybe a couple of specific words for people. Again, it's nothing to be frightened of, nothing to be fearful of. But we're just going to just give an opportunity for the Spirit just to come and for God to speak. So we're just going to sing this song.
2: I just think when we talk about the love of the Father and we talk about... Father God, it's so easy for us to um, sometimes relate that to our own experience of Father. And um, one of the things that I've struggled with myself is is just coming to a Father um, who isn't angry, who isn't cross with me, and sort of saying, well, I want to experience the love of the Father, but I've done all this stuff in my life, and I want to experience the, the loving, tender touch that he's got for me, but... My only experience maybe is that of an an angry dad or maybe my only experience is that of a vacant dad and he's, he's not even around, I don't know what it is to have a dad. And you know sometimes we just have to submit that kind of stuff to God as well and it has to be our starting place because it distorts our understanding of the reality of who God is. And God's a perfect dad, God's a dad who's always around, God's a dad who never meets you with anger. He never wants to slap you on the wrist. As soon as he sees you starting to come back, there's a beautiful story that Jesus tells in the Bible about a son who comes back to his dad. And his dad loves him so much that he runs to meet him. And before anyone can point the finger of judgment, before anyone can say, you've been wrong, you've done all this rubbish stuff, the father meets him and he covers him in this robe. And the reason that he covers him in the robe is so that no one can see all the muck and everything that's on his life. And he walks him back onto his estate. And he didn't have to plead with him. He didn't have to give him like some long speech. It didn't take like weeks and weeks to work through all the different sin. As soon as the son looked at his dad and started coming home, the father ran to him. And that's the truth for you. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've stuffed up and feel like you haven't got it right with God, as soon as you start to look to him, just at that moment as you start, your heart starts to turn back to him, he's going to run to you and meet you. And what I'd love to do is just to to get... For some of you, you're just like, I I need that. But I'm so scared of God. I'm scared that he just isn't impressed by me. That he's upset with me. That I'm just going to get a smack on the hand. And I want to know a loving Father. And so I want to invite all of you just to shut your eyes. Just for a little bit of privacy, really. And guys, I know sometimes this this is heartbreaking stuff, you know. If you are experiencing or have experienced just a... A relationship with a dad that hasn't gone quite right, maybe no relationship at all. I know that this emotionally can be quite difficult to work through, but just to say that you're in an environment right now, we want to just get alongside you and help you and love you but more than us, there there is genuinely a dad right now who's looking at you and with all of the muck in your life, with all of the stuff that you've done he still smiles at you he still loves you he's delighted with you If you know that that's you today, if you just know, I I just, I fear coming back to God sometimes. I feel like I've got to impress him. I feel like I'm just going to get a slap on the hand because of the way that I've lived. Or my understanding of a father has been so skewed and so distorted because of what I've experienced. And you just want someone to pray with you in this moment. With everyone's eyes shut, just lift up your hand or lift your hands in front of you. And Red Caps, can you just mobilise yourselves a little bit now for those guys that are doing that. We're going to just continue to sing this song. Uh, And then there's going to be a few more things that will get shared as well. But let's, all of us, every one of us, just remember that. Just turn your heart right now, whoever you are. Even if you've got a great relationship with him, as you turn, he's going to run and meet you. And the love that Rebecca's been talking about is just going to be poured out in this place. Thank you, Father.
3: I've um, stood in this very room before, a few years ago, and I've been in a moment exactly like this, and somebody has said, stand up and get prayer. Stand up if you want to be set free from the things that you've done wrong. Stand up and ask somebody to pray for you. And I've been so scared to do that because of things that I know that I've done in my life, and. I wouldn't stand up, I wouldn't go and get prayer. I would hold back because I thought by standing up and saying, okay, God, I give this to you, that it meant that everybody had to know about it. But that was just shame and guilt, and it was holding me back, and that wasn't from God. And actually, it was only when I actually started telling people and came and spoke to my pastors and had people around me that could really pray and support me, that I really came through. And then through that, I found God just speaking to me in the most incredible ways and incredible circumstances. And even Ben, I, we, I spoke to him before. Um, he was my pastor and I spoke to him about things that had happened in my life. And I was so ashamed and so sad and I felt so trapped by it. But I think it was like a few months later, it was another time. Just randomly, Ben was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And I looked at him and I thought, how can you be proud of me? How can you say that you are proud of me? It happened as well recently, I was at um, a work event and somebody was sharing something about that his daughter had done and he was like, it was clearly heartbreaking for him that his daughter had gone through this situation and something that she had done, but his face, he was just smiling, and he was like, I am so proud of my daughter, I love my daughter, I love her so much and I'm so excited for her life. And that's exactly how God feels about us. And it took me so long to grasp that. And I really, really don't want it to take you guys as long as it took me. I really don't. And I just believe that God is looking on you and he is proud of you. So if there is something that when we've stood up just now and they've said, we want to pray or whatever. And you've had this like, it's beating in your heart and it's just whirling around your head. And you know that there's a specific something that you need somebody to pray with you about you need to ask, you need to step out. It doesn't mean the world is going to know, but it means that you're going to be put right with your Father, that you're going to have God saying, I am proud of you. Even by stepping out, even by being in this room, God is proud of you. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid.
4: Um, I felt like God was reminding me um, while we were worshipping a second ago of something that was said in the seminar yesterday, um, of kind of, um, you know, searching out for help, picking up a phone and when when you kind of dial in the number it goes to deadline um, and there's no one on the other, other side. Um, and I feel like some people here think that's, that's what happens when they reach out to God, that, you know, when they pray, when they say, oh God help me, there's no one there on the other side, um, and I feel like there's quite a lot of hurt attached to that. You know, you see, you come to New Day, you see people who, you know, are filled with the Spirit. You see people, you know, obviously having great times with God. And you think, why, why is that not happening to me? Why is, why is there a deadline when I try and call God? Um, and I, God's telling me that he, that's that's not the case for you. That actually he loves you, and he wants to talk to you, and that he is there. Um, and so. If you kind of feel like that's, that's you, I'd love to um, pray with you now that actually you will connect with God because he is there and he loves you so much and there is no one who, who he forgets and kind of misses over that. He loves you and, and he wants to connect with you and he doesn't want you to feel like there's a deadline, that there's no one there listening to you because he is. Um, so, yeah, come come find me and I'd love to pray with you. i um. you. Earlier
5: this week, uh, God gave me a dream that I'd love to share that kind of goes along with uh, a little bit of what Beck shared. Um, In the room that I'm in at the moment, I have a massive clunky sofa next to my bed. And in the dream, I was asleep and I woke up and I looked next to me and the sofa was gone. And I was like, in the dream, I was really shocked. And I was like, how the heck has this sofa kind of gone out of my room without me knowing about it because the door is kind of on the other side of the room and I was like, some people have moved this bed, it's gone over the top of me and I haven't felt anything, I haven't heard anything, I haven't seen anything, it's just gone and it's left a massive space in my room and I was praying and I was asking God what this meant and I really feel like there's maybe people, maybe one person, maybe a couple of people in the room who are suffering because of their parents being divorced or separated and you feel like you've almost slept through the whole experience and you've just woken up to the space that's been left in your life from the marriage and from the physical relationship of your parents in your house or and I just I from what Bex was saying about consistency in your life I just really feel like God wants to fill the space up where you felt like there's this gap, that there's this space where you feel like there's some trauma because of the separation of your parents or the separation or the divorce, but I really feel like God wants to bring you comfort, that he wants to fill you up with his presence and let you know that he is the consistent father, that he is the consistent parent in your life, that he will never leave you, he will never leave you with a space where you feel empty or alone. So I just really feel like people, if there's people here that, um, if you feel like, yeah, that's me, or there's something like that going on in my life, I really feel like I would love to pray with you. There's people in the room who would love to pray with you. So please respond to this because God just wants you to know how loved you are. I felt God gave me a few names because he wants you to know that he knows you by name. Um, he gave me the name Jaden, Ben and Rachel. Should that be your name and we'd love to pray with you. We'd love um, for you to come to know experience the love of God for you, that he's picked you out, that he knows you by name. And he says that you're his. And um, a- another thing that um, I felt God show me was that because of emotional pain, um, things that you're struggling with there may be people here who are who may be cutting themselves harming themselves and God really wants to help you he really wants to bring healing to you he wants to give you a way out of that and he can do that for you we'd love to pray with you so please come and find me or put your hands up and someone will come and pray with you
1: thank you that's how God connects that's how he speaks he gives people specific words I'm just going to recap what Emma was talking about how our Father is always proud of us. And, um, like, actually, whatever your shame is, our Father, He's so pleased with us. He still wants to connect with us. So if that is you, you know, again, make yourself known and we'll pray with you. Um, also, that God is there, even if it sounds like or feels like He's not, He is there. He's waiting at the other end. There was a word about, um, kind of, space being left in our our, our lives specifically around divorce or separation Um, and just on that one I feel like I felt God just suddenly prompt me to talk specifically to some of the guys in the room my parents divorced when I was seven and I am probably still dealing with the impacts of that doesn't mean that I'm breaking down and crying or hiding under the covers but at 38 years old i still deal with the impact of my parents being divorced when i was seven so i feel like there's some guys in this room who are dealing with some stuff like that and i would like to pray with you because i would like to walk you through some stuff and just pray with you about that if that is you please make yourself known and also the lady also mentioned some names Jaden, ben and rachel Um, and if there's anything about self-harm so this is going to be pretty chilled. We've still got a bit of time. If any of that stuff connects or relates to you, again, all you need to do is put your arms out and somebody will come and speak to you. This is a safe place. This is a place where God wants to get things right. He wants to start you on a journey of, of forgiveness and redemption and healing. So don't waste this opportunity. So we're just going to, going to play a little bit more. And if that is anything, if people want to even approach the people who, who have come up, or you want to come and speak to me about anything, we're going to have this time. If not, you can go if you want. But if you do want prayer, I'd say, please, come now. Let's not waste this opportunity. Is that all right? Okay, if you are going to go, we're going to be here again tomorrow. I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be interviewing a very good friend of mine who was saved at New Day a year ago and she's going to tell a bit of her story which is absolutely fantastic and incredible so hopefully you'll be around again tomorrow but again if you want this moment just for prayer make yourself known and we'll be here. Nice one.